The following is a production of Art Trap Productions, brought to you by the Gallifrey Embassy and has been made possible by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This episode brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash podshock. Over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Live from the antenna atop the Empire State Building, it's Doctor Who Podshock. Embassy presents Doctor Who Podshock, episode 338. One more than Lee's favorite episode. <laughs> and now upside down it says B. Now it says B. <laughs> or not to be. It was almost not to be. Oh, oh. We'll, we'll talk more about Hamlet later, please. <laughs> yeah, we, I had some um, technical snafus at the beginning of this recording, so... Uh, I apologize for uh, for starting late, and for your listeners, that's like several months late. <laughs> but for us, it's just um, uh, it was a momentary lapse of reason. No, it was just a momentary delay. Um, but all is good. Let's hope. And uh, it's um, January of 2017. So happy New Year to all! I hope everyone had a great holiday season. And uh, speaking of which, that leads us to the main topic of today's episode. We're going to be reviewing the holiday episode of 2016, the um, the Christmas special, which was um, uh, the return of Dr. Mysterio. So we have that to look forward to. And obviously, if you haven't seen it yet, you we're going to get through the news. So you have um, that's probably going to take an hour. So you're going <laughs> to you have a chance to uh, catch up while we do the news. Um, how is everyone? Terrific. Oh, you know what I forgot? It's I'm so green. It's so stale. It's been so long. I didn't do the intros. Yeah, you, did you introduce yourself? I didn't introduce anyone. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I just introduced. Um, I just, we just went on. Uh, all right. Well, 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 you don't need to actually. There's a woman here saying she's expecting you. <laughs> We're like oh, family. Oh, oh. We don't need to be introduced anymore. So. Uh, sure. um, so I know I always forget myself. I'll get myself out of the way. This is Louis Trapani. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi Hello. <laughs> and joining us across the great pond that we call the Atlantic Ocean is one and none. Well, is none other. Not, he's one, but many to many of us. Uh, I don't know what this all means, but let me just introduce him. Mr. Dave A.C. Cooper. Oh, yeah, glad to be here. Survived 2016, no mean feat in of itself. Uh, so very happy to be here. And, and just let me just make apologies for uh, my co-host on the Colton Collective, Ian. Fortunately, can't be with us, but uh, he uh, he sends his wishes to everybody for the new year. He is here in spirit. Here, here. Ghost, if you will. Bushmills, I think it was. <laughs> so good to have you back, Dave. And... Getting back to the U.S. of A, it's um, joining us um, on this coast. On I think we're all on 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 this coast. We're a little lopsided in that in that respect. Is Mr. Kyle Jones? Hey, hey, hey! Glad to be back. I've missed you guys as always, but glad to be back, even if it has been a little while. Ready to talk about Doctor Mysterio. And good to have you back as well. Absolutely. 
And last but certainly not least, Mr. Lee Shockerford is with us. Hey, why it is. It's so good to be back. It's good to have you back. Thank you. And um, we are, as we said at the top of the show, we're recording this atop the Empire State Building, hanging on to our <laughs> antenna. <laughs> Classic stuff. I guess without any further ado, we all know what that noise means. The news. We need Huey. I'm Lewis, and here's the news. <laughs> 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 okay, so, well, as um, Dave had mentioned at his um, intro here, he's survived 2016 unscathed. Unfortunately, so many of our uh, people that we uh, admire and look up to and have been following for many of the years have not. And um, I guess we'll start off the news story with another passing. And that is director Rodney Barrett has died at the age of 81. He directed 10 episodes of Doctor Who. Uh, Rodney Bennett, yeah. Bennett, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, Bennett, I'm sorry. It, it, including, including Mask of Mandragora, which uh, for a lot of us fans of Classic Who is a, a beloved, beloved serial. Yes, um, yes. I'm... And, and sometimes we give uh, we give Dave a hard time about the fact that uh, he always wants us to start off with a funeral. But uh, I have to say, uh, marking the passing of Rodney Bennett is, is, is uh, important to me because he directed the BBC's Hamlet um, which is uh, was probably the first uh, film version of Hamlet that I ever saw, and there have been a lot of them. Uh, and I, I confess that I watched it largely because their Ophelia was a completely numptuous um, Lala Ward. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, in fact, it's 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 bristling with Doctor Who people, including uh, their the title character is played by Derek Jacobi, who of course would later on be the Master. And uh, and if you're looking fast, it also has Jeffrey Beavers, who was also the master. Wow. <laughs> and um, and and here's a six degrees of separation thing. Uh, Jeffrey Beavers is in that film playing uh, one of the players, so he doesn't even have a line of dialogue. But if you look at the very first ever film of Hamlet, the, the Laurence Olivier, there is somebody in that film, 1948, playing the exact same role, and it's Patrick Troughton. Wow. Wibbly wobbly. There you go. So exactly. So Ronnie Bennett is connected to Doctor Who, just kind of all over the place, even even reaching out beyond uh, that uh, that film. But um, but yeah, if you haven't seen Mask of Mandragora in a long time, you I encourage people to look at it again and think about directing that film. He he was obviously a um, a film and TV director of no common order, and um, so I I do I we should dim the lights a bit. Yeah, I, I, I was uh, looking to go on the Quest is the Quest podcast, and uh, uh, we were doing the season that included uh, that. We did Hand of Fear and uh, Masquerade Band Dranula and so on, so I had a great time on that. Ian went on a, a, a different episode. That was good. But uh, also the other stories, the Suntaran experiment, um, right. which first wholly outside broadcast uh, story, and the Ark in Space, which was, was, was quite... Um, well liked, I believe, by current showrunners as well. Uh, certainly on this little article I'm reading here. Dr. One of my favorites. Yeah. And as I recall, didn't Ark in Space direct, and Santar uh, experiment directly lead into each other? I thought so, didn't I? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he, yeah, he, he, he took over for a session, I think. Um, 
I don't do all these codes for uh, production codes, but no doubt mm -hmm. if you check the codes, that would show it up. Yeah, I like the way in that that story arc where it, it just it was a continuation. It was just um, it just naturally flowed that uh, those like first three stories or so of that That's season. Right. Yeah, is that the one where they were? Is that the time when they're traveling without the TARDIS? Yeah, when they the, have ring, the, the, tran the transmat. The transmat. Yeah. Hmm. That's right. They get on the arc with the transmat. Yeah. Um. Oh, I forgot to mention. Here's another connection through the through uh, the, uh, the the Hamlet that Rondi Bennett directed. Is that Claudius in that film is Patrick Stewart, who was not on Doctor Who, but is involved with some other sci-fi franchise. I forget the name. Oh. Um, okay. But later on, many many years later, he would play Claudius again, right? And his Hamlet then, many years later, would be David Tennant. Wow. Right, and of course. Uh, Derek Jacobi and uh, Patrick Stewart were in the the I Claudius TV series, Absolutely. which was fantastic. Uh, this work, yes. what a tangled web, <laughs> Where, exactly. uh, which Just... Brian Blessed played uh, um, the first, the first uh, Augustus. Emperor. Yes, Augustus. Yeah, my hero, Brian Blessed. Thank you for bringing yeah. his name up. <laughs> <laughs> the little whisper of a voice, Brian Blessed. Yes, blessed. <laughs> poor, yes, poor tiny child. Oh, and um, also, um, uh, the the warrior doctor was in that, wasn't he? Um, John, oh, Hurt. John Hurt. He certainly John was. Hurt was in Caligula. That, yes, yeah. Caligula. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if you know this, uh, Dave, but over here on our side of the pond, we we always have this idea that there's only about twenty actors in, <laughs> in the UK because we we see them in everything. We see the same people over and over again. So, uh, you know. Um, uh, I made that joke about uh, on one of the other podcasts about Olivia Coleman. If they uh, with uh, with Star Trek with the the sad passing of uh, uh, the actress from uh, Star Trek. Of course, we, we are. This is a Doctor Who themed uh, podcast, but uh, we've already referenced other uh, great pieces. But um, uh, with Carrie Fisher passing, um, uh, th there was some debate about whether they're going to CGI her in, and that's been decided against and and i remember saying well uh olivia coleman if, if she's the go-to actor and she's probably about the right age for it as well now mm. there you are interesting yeah It'd be interesting how well, that all plays out you know yes i was yes that's right without spoilers for people who haven't seen rogue one yes i i, I started to say something else about that but yeah i'll keep it to myself mm. but yeah but um yeah, you're right. Uh, Rodney Bennett also directed episodes of Zed Cars, which starred Brian Blessed. To get back <laughs> to the important theme here, which is Brian Blessed. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. So, yes, Rodney Bennett. R.I.P. Yes. We ought to mention somebody's birthday then, since we've done that uh, as uh, we're recording yes. this. Yes. There you go. Still with us. Since today's, as we record it, it's as we record this, it's the twentieth of January, which um, we won't get into what that means here in the U.S., but in um, <laughs> in, in the U.K. and around the world, for that matter, it's celebrated for the fourth Doctor, aka Tom Baker's birthday. Woohoo! How do you become the British Prime Minister? <laughs> Oh? <laughs> well, it seemed topical. Thought I'd throw that in. 
There is circulating on on uh, on social media right now a video, uh, a sort of a, a thank you video that uh, Tom Baker's done. I, I don't know if you've seen this of him laughing like a like a maniac, which is just hilarious. I just love it. Which is so. really 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 appropriate for today. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't hear it because I, I was in a space where I couldn't put the volume up. But I'll, after we're recording, I'm going to go and check that out. Yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's good to see him uh, still kicking. That's yeah, great. but I, I, I watched the American events today, and I don't want to be political at all, but I kept expecting Michael Rennie and Gort to turn up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so happy birthday to the fourth doctor and the curator. Yes. The once yes. and future doctor. Mm. Tom, ba- have, we said, is, have we said Tom Baker? Yes, Tom Baker. From old faces mm. again. We're, yes. We're yes. That's right. Who knows? That's your line. Who knows? Kyle. Who mm. knows? Who knows? So while we were, um, after, you know, we seen the Christmas special, and while we were, I... I I was I got uh, under the weather a little bit as I usually happens when I want to start recording I I got sick and kind of lost my voice and um so we kind of pushed this recording off a couple weeks and as we're recording it now so in that meantime since the holidays have passed and I finally had a little time on my hands I was finally able to sit down and enjoy some of the power well actually I did I I seen it all um except for the, the black and white version I haven't seen the color one yet but I have it mm-hmm. The Power of the Daleks were released. Yeah, which Yay. is uh, remarkable for many different reasons, but um, but not uh, not least, it's uh, Patrick Troughton's first hooray as the Doctor, first outing as the Doctor, picking up mm-hmm. after William Hartnell. So what I did was I actually watched the Tenth Planet right before it, just to lead into it. Ah. So it was a n- natural progression there. And uh, for those that are not in the know. Uh, the Power of the Daleks, sadly, is one of the lost stories, so there's, um, it doesn't exist, unfortunately. But what they did was recreate it, um, all six episodes, in an animated form. So it's available, um, it's available on iTunes, that's how I got it, but I'm sure it's available on DVD and, mm-hmm. um, and elsewhere as well. Well the, well, the video is, is is what was lost forever, we think. That, yes, uh, yeah. Well, thankfully, but, all those missing episodes, um, because of very clever uh, people in the UK, when they were broadcast, um, some had recorded them, or the audio, and uh, um, we, we, but thankfully, we still have that, and they were able to recreate the visuals and have the original audio. God bless oh. you, nerds of, of 50 years ago. God bless you. Yeah, done with reel-to-reel tapes, mostly, I think. Uh, oh. But uh, I seem to remember uh, Darth was saying that um, you, there are a few extras you get if you subscribe to the whole Power of the Daleks. I think there's um, there's like yeah. a, a documentary, which is. is not like a 10-minute thing. It's quite a... Yeah, I, I haven't watched it yet, but it's 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 included. as And as I said before, they... They have a the black and white version, so you can watch it and how it was originally intended to be in black and white, you know. Um, and then there's a color version as well. You know, I made this comment when uh, I think Lee, whenever we were talking about uh, Power of the Daleks uh, before on our other show, which was after I saw it in color, whenever they were showing it on BBC America, I was like, oh, wow, they colorized it. And then I realized, oh, wait. They had to recreate this whole thing. They just created two versions, and it was like, uh, duh. 
Yeah, they may have rendered all that thing that in color, and then what they released first was just the version in a grayscale. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They just yeah yeah. So. I, it, it was not only just on iTunes and video releases and BBC America. It was also a theatrical uh, showing as well. I, I remember I was about to go to that, but oh, yes. um, my my work schedule didn't. Uh, I was I would have like maybe missed the beginning of it, and I figured uh, it was wow. like a one night only deal, so I, I wasn't I didn't go. But um, now I'm curious on whether or not the theatrical version was color or black and white. Oh, interesting question. Yeah. Well. well Here's a question for you, Dave. And in the UK, when they broadcasted in the UK, did they broadcast it over a series of six weeks, or did they broadcast it all at one time in one night? Well, the power hasn't been on TV yet. Oh, I thought it had. Yeah. Well, it technically it had, hmm. but it was 1966. Well, well true. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I thought you meant yeah, it had been released on all. No, it, no, no. It, yeah, Kyle meant recently day. with the the remade no. format. But uh, I just right. said, you when you said it hasn't been aired, I'm like, no, well, technically it had. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> oh well, spoilers. That guy who they were wondering if he's the doctor or not. He's the doctor. <laughs> oh, I saw it. I, I watched it when it first aired, but yeah. You remember. Yeah. Remember parts of it, yeah, certainly. But it is wonderful, e even though they chose a really a very limited animation style. Mm -hmm. There's there's not a lot of in betweening. I mean it's it's a lot of times the figures are very static. But they've still made a, a great point of trying to give Patrick Troughton's face as much animation as possible because that's who that actor was. And uh, it's so important in this episode where we're trying to figure out um, who he is. Yeah. It, it, it brings us back to the original concept of the show, which is that we're never going to explain who this guy is. And that's why we're going to call the show what it's called. Yeah. yeah. And it goes into that theme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And his face, his face must be a, uh, an absolute gift for animators because he's got such a, a craggy and easily identifiable, you know, monotone type of face, but there's there's a lot of character within it. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too, that there are a number of characters and there's a number of actors who they were trying to uh, delineate the animators who, who, who give the same gift. You know, they have these wonderful faces that you get to draw. Just terrific. Yeah. And so, as we always say, you know, it was such a clever novel idea of replacing the principal actor um, William Hartnell's health was failing, and he just wasn't um, able to, you know, keep up with with the pace of the show, and um, you know, and replacing him, and having, and and if he didn't, if Patrick Troughton didn't do what he did and wasn't accepted, we wouldn't be talking about the show today, right here now. So, and I guess we're are we in the future going to do a whole episode about uh, Power of the Daleks? Are we going to? Well, that's something that we have to decide. We I know or, yeah. I, I'm all for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good to me. Okay. Yeah. Then, 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 yeah. Then I, I've got, I had a bunch of comments there I was about to make that I will just keep to myself until we do that. Okay. So. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well, maybe in our next episode. I know we, we were um, discussing um, another Trouton story, but maybe we'll we'll bump this up. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We, we had have. Uh, we had on deck. Uh, the, the Dominators. Yeah. The Dominators. Right. Yeah. Because we did the moon base in 337. Yes. Right. Yeah. Dominators. So yeah. if you like, we could do some Power of the Daleks and, instead, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I, we, we'll, 
We'll do whatever you want, Lewis, because we are your servant. <laughs> yes, we are. Now, now. <laughs> you are the supreme ruler. <laughs> That's only funny to people who've seen Power of the Dalits, yes, right? Yes, yeah. Well, you know, I only see three of you at a time, so I think it's just the three of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a more subtle Power of the Daleks joke, yeah. 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 All right, well, more news. Um, something that I'm guilty of having no class. I'm sorry, I'm just <laughs> classless. I have not seen class, and I keep on forgetting that it exists until someone reminds me of it, like... Oh yeah, classes around. I'm just because it's not available on iTunes, and mm. I guess it won't be available until it's shown on BBC America. So I'm waiting for that to come to be, and I can finally catch up with class. So I can't really comment on class. Now, for those that are clueless or classless, as myself, <laughs> class is a spin-off series um, of Doctor Who, yet another one, and uh, it um, follows um, the Coal Hill School, right? Right. And yeah. there's an ensemble cast of young people, but not, not as young as Clara's students, but um, right. more Or older. Sarah Jane Adventures. Yes. Yeah. Well, even beyond almost Torchwoody, almost. Well, if you, if, you, if you take credence with what Stephen Moffat says, he said, um, uh, if anybody could do a British Buffy, this is what class is. Hmm. Okay, so he was equating it to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Interesting. Where one day you're worried about, uh, you know, going to the prom or whatever it is and what Mm. you're going to wear. The next day you're being mowed down by, you know, vegetation or whatever threat it is. Mm-hmm. I know Russell T. Davies was, you know, when he took over the show and brought the I show back. I might have been Russell who said that, actually. Come on. He, mm-hmm. A lot of people were comparing, you know, uh, which I'm not, I can't really comment on it because I really didn't see much of Buffy, but they were making a lot of comparisons with um, Russell T. Davies' handling of Doctor Who to comparing it to Buffy. Yeah, it might have been, it might have hmm. been him. Said it. I mean, I, I watched it when it was, um, uh, you know, on the channel BBC Three that is now no longer, uh, you know, uh, over the airwaves. It's um, oh. a downloaded. And, uh, and, and only recently, by the way, the BBC iPlayer, uh, people doing that, they're trying to vastly expand that. They're going to almost turn it into a, a Netflix uh, type of uh, world domination. Uh, but that's what they're going for. Um, but I watched it on that, and it, it was definitely more Torchwood, um, definitely some adult themes. There was... Um, yeah, boy. Says, yeah, um, it was not what I expected, and it took a couple of episodes for me to actually like the main characters, uh, because, of course, the, the, the characters that actually form this ensemble uh, are disparate, um, people who are, uh, are the sort of loners of the school, so basically they're not they're not joiners, uh, they're joiners by circumstance. Circumstance, right? Yeah, uh, but they gradually form a reliance on one another and realise that um, uh, their fates are intertwined, and um, and and then some of the well, certainly one of the characters, without giving a spoiler, who, who seems to be a fairly weakish character turns out to be a very strong character and um, becomes really the the heart of the whole uh, story. So, yeah, I, no I would say... No pun intended. No pun intended, no clue intended, but it was really, <laughs> uh, I thought, very good. 
Um, uh, but it is it is adult. It's definitely um, thirteen to seventeen age group. I think it's aimed at. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out. I've been getting some mixed reviews from uh, from other people posting about it. So curious to see yeah. what it's like. And I hope there, that I don't think it's officially been renewed yet, but I do know that I hope that it does because Lee and I have graduated from class along with. Um, <laughs> along with Dave. So uh, after seeing it, I really do hope that there is a second season, especially with the cliffhanger. And I, I won't, like I said, I won't spoil it, but with the cliffhanger, absolutely want to find out what's that all about. Yep. Well, if you guys say so, and you're the best in class, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Head of the class. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're really going to enjoy it, Lewis, when you, when you get a chance to see it, it's uh they do tackle some some tough stuff, and 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 I think in a very um, intelligent and sensitive way, and and tell a, an ex, a thrilling sci-fi story in the meanwhile. It's uh, uh, I I, I kind of went into it with low expectations, and uh, so did I. And I yeah, love Mrs. Yeah. Coyle, Miss Coyle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, the last bit of news comes um, back to the beginning of Doctor Who. Uh, we, we were there with Patrick Troughton's uh, beginning, and now this story revolves around the very beginning of Doctor Who, The Unearthly Child. Uh, the DVD is being released in Germany, with um, and they're adding German subtitles to it since it was never been broadcast in Germany before, and there's no German dubbing of the story. So it's the... Um, the identical DVD from the UK version uh, from the beginnings box set, which I have, which um, so they, they're taking that DVD and I guess with all the extras and whatnot, and they're putting German subtitles in it. So um, good news for our German friends who finally get to uh, enjoy this um, historical episode of Doctor Who. Isn't yeah. it remarkable that it's never been uh, that there's never been a German version of Unearthly Child before? That's yeah, because... unearthly. It's unearthly. Well, a, a lot of the classical, uh, uh, what we call the classic series, it wasn't aired in Germany. I don't think at the time. Mm. Um, so, so that was why it was never dubbed or, or whatever. But I'm sure Graham Sheridan will be very, very pleased indeed. Although he speaks fluent Scottish as well as German. <laughs> yeah, I, I just meant since since Doctor Who has become an international phenomenon, but yeah, but I I, I don't know, yeah, yeah. I know you know back in the day in the eighties when it was being shown in fifty one countries or something like that. I'm trying to remember what JT right. had said at the time, and it was being done yeah. and translated. But I guess it was just whatever was the you know currently being traded among you know television stations, and I guess the Unearthly Child was not among, among them. Hmm. Yeah, I still have fun going back and watching the pot, you know, where they reshot the first episode and comparing and contrasting the differences between the the original pilot and and then what became, you know, the aired unearthly Mm -hmm. child. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's subtle. You know, it's not I mean, it's it's not that drastic, but it's I mean, it, it was enough to appease the powers that be that that, you know, ordered a reshoot and. That's right. And how interesting that Doctor Who and Star Trek both got two pilots. Yes. Which is uh, which is unheard of. But yeah. but in both of those cases they 
each of them got a second shot. How, how strange is that? And I'll go one step further with that mm. uh, thought. You have both versions of the first episode, but yet there are so many of the other episodes that came after it that mm. are lost. But mm-hmm. your original, you would you would have thought that that first version that wasn't used would have been scrapped, and that would have been easily That's scrapped. True. But it survived. Yeah. Did, didn't Buffy get to got a pilot TV? Wasn't it? It wasn't a movie film, was it? The first, the first um, TV movie where they had a different actress playing Buffy. Uh, oh yeah, oh, yes, TV right, thing. right. And there, I mean, there is I mean, different the as can be. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I suppose you could look at that that way. I, but I guess when that movie was made, though, there was no thought of it being a TV series, but. Oh, right. I thought it was shot as a pilot, maybe yeah. to lead to a series. Perhaps it wasn't. With wasn't uh, it Donald mo- Sutherland. Wasn't it like yeah, a, it was movie, a movie, a theatrical movie? Yeah, it was a feature. Oh, yeah, right. I thought, it yeah, was direct, I thought it was direct to TV. I directed TV. Yeah, no, it was in the theaters here, at least. Yeah. Right. So. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap things up for news, unless we have anything else, any late breaking news. Um, <laughs> Nothing's happened in the last half hour. Though, I'm aware. Yeah. All right. <laughs> still all alive. We're still here. Yeah. So in, in that case, um, we'll be right back with um, our review of the return of Dr. Mysterio. So um, get it, watching it if you haven't seen it yet. This is Matt Smith, and you're listening to Doctor Who Podshock. Hi, this is Lee Shackelford reminding you that Doctor Who Podshock is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible. Just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 150,000 titles. Let me say that again. 150,000 titles titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook in it. And these files play on iPhones, Kindles, iPads, any smartphone. In fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Dr. Who Ponchak, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. You can choose anything at all from that vast library, but we know you'll want to get one of their delicious Doctor Who titles. They're performed for you by actors you know and love, wonderful voices, uh, Tom Baker, Paul McGann, David Tennant, on and on it goes. Try it out for 30 days, and if at the end of that month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So... Let me put it this way, free Doctor Who book, right? So here's how to get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash podjock. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash podjock. Pick your free book. You're going to love it. Sixty. Ah. Ah. 
Ah! It would be all right if I came in. I'll have to ask my mom. So, did you say I was expected? Yeah. Who did you say I was? I told her I saw an old guy at the window. <laughs> Too bad um, Nick Frost didn't make an appearance there. <laughs> a very cute opening. So if you haven't guessed it yet, yes, we are reviewing the, the 2016 Christmas special, The Return of Dr. Mysterio. And as always... Spoilers. Spoilers. Again. Spoilers. 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 So, as it turns out, my car is very old, and I may be looking at having to get a newer car, and it is going to have a big honking spoiler on it. Uh, you got to keep yourself down. You got to, you know, the spoiler keeps you grounded. So, yeah. So, um, spoilers will be, um, that uh, may happen in for, after this point if you have not seen it. So, you are fair warned um, going forward that um, you should either know, continue knowing that or watch the episode and then come back to this podcast. Let's talk about this episode. Let's, um, some logistics. It's um, a 12th Doctor story. Peter, uh, Capaldi returns as the 12th Doctor. Interesting enough, it's his um, return after the last Christmas special, so I think that might be a first in Doctor Who. Uh, we have two, in, in, the, in the timeline, two Christmas specials back-to-back because, unfortunately, there were no other Doctor Who televised stories other than a short little um, um, snippet of um, Bill and the Doctor introducing Bill as a new companion in between the, right, that happened right. this this past year. That that, that was this year, right? I mean, things right. are blurring together. So yeah. So other than that, there's been really no new televised Doctor Who. So we got we, the the previous story was the Christmas special, and now we're back to a Christmas special. And um, interesting, we have Matt Lucas back, uh, Nordle playing the part of Nordle as the companion, and uh, joining the cast is um, Justin Catwin, Chatwin who plays Grant slash Grant Gordon slash the ghost and charity Wakefield as Lucy Fletcher. And, um, let's see any other, um, notables that we should be calling out. I mean, we go, we can go through the whole cast, but it's, um, written, no, I think you pretty much got the main. It's written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Ed Bazagate, Bazazzlegate. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name, his name right. Get maybe Bazazzlegate. I can't. 
You're entertaining me anyway. You're entertaining me. I say Ed Basil get. Hmm. Interesting story. It's different than what we've seen before. It's um, obviously it's uh, um, it pays great homage to superhero stories. Um, you know, and you know, Christmas specials are for the most part they're lighthearted stories, and I think this is no exception. So there's no real heavy drama taking place. It's it's a fairly sweet, lighthearted story. Um, and uh, as a New Yorker, it's interestingly it takes place in New York City, though it wasn't shot here. I, th- I think, if I recall correctly, wasn't it Belgium or um, it was oh, language? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Hitchhiker joke. <laughs> it's <there>. a hitchhiker's <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just going to leave it there, like and let it lay there like, as bricks don't, you know, linger in the sky. Yeah, like bricks don't. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave, I, I was reading online that uh, that the people in the UK sort of, uh, I don't know, that were, were unhappy about the fact that this Christmas special took place in the US. No, I don't think so. I think uh, there was some uh, concern about uh, since uh, the Angels of Manhattan, uh, how the Doctor could actually even get into to New York. Uh, that was the the only uh-huh. controversy that I heard about. And of course, we assume that this device was part of his way of circumnavigating our whatever it is, our rectifying uh, uh-huh. that lock. Um, and presumably because it was so high up, he could actually get to that. Uh, but I don't think that was ever. No, I, I think it's great um, that it was in there, and I thought the casting was great. Uh, in particular, uh, that charity Wakefield you've just mentioned, uh, she's been in lots of really good stuff. Um, mm. um, in particular, the thing I'm thinking of is um, if anybody watched the uh, the Mockingbird Lane, the um, the pilot story of that. Um, she played uh, the the girl Marilyn in that, but she's been in Wolf Hall. Uh, she's been in um, Sense and Sensibility, playing uh, Marianne Dashwood. She's been in uh, Jane mm. Eyre, Miss Temple. Um, she's been lo- uh, lots of really good stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I thought uh, she was terrific. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprised. And she got the accent. I mean, she's is from the yeah. UK, but. I think her access was successful. Well, I think she did the, you know, the the behind the scenes documentary. She narrated it, or um, what, it's it's no longer called um, Doctor Who Classified, but what, you know, the, like the show that that yeah, goes behind be the scenes. Confidential, confidential, yeah. Confidential, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's torture. It was called Classified. Uh, but speaking of actors, just a minor call out to the young actors that played young oh, Grant. Yeah. I, I, you know, I thought they did so well. I thought the casting was so well that it, it, in my mind, it was actually the same actor. You know, but they went back in time and found him a younger <laughs> because it, it, it that's right. You know, sometimes they cast people. I'm like, oh well, this sort of looks like the same person, and sort of. But mm-hmm. here, um, that was um, Logan Hoffman played young Grant, and then Teen Grant was Daniel. Laurenti. Uh, Laurenti. Laurenti. Yeah. And I thought they did an outstanding job because it really felt like it was the one and the same character and an and actor. Like they went back in time. It just it seemed very fluid. Almost yes. like cousins that they did with uh, a certain yes. uh, Doctor Who companion. companion. Yeah. But that's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
And if you've and if you've seen uh, uh what what is her name? What is uh, um <laughs> I've gotten that. Yeah, and I'm completely drawing a blank. I shouldn't have shouldn't have raised the question. Kate Caitlin, you mean? Yes, Caitlin. What what is her what is her name, Caitlin? Um, um I... Yeah. Anyway, but if you've seen her as she's growing up, she's starting to look more like her cousin all the time. So yeah, she's going to grow up to be Karen Gillan, basically, It's which is, you know, what she was supposed to do on the show. So that's funny. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen her since she's, you know, I haven't seen it. I wouldn't even know where she is now. You know, I guess right, does she doing is she doing conventions? I mean, how do we know she was she was at the last Gallifrey that I was oh. at. Yes. And and already old enough. They're going, wow, son of a gun. She really she's growing up to look like Karen Gillan. It's, it's fantastic. Lucky her. Wow. Boom. But anyway, yes, I, 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 too. Caitlin Blackwood, yeah. Thank you. Ah, there, yes. there you go. I, I, yeah, I did. I completely believe that these, that these three boys that we saw, there was, these are all Grant. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I had no, no question about that. Yeah. So, um, Which, okay, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just going to mention to, um, to uh, Lee, and, and there I drew a blank right there. You really like this for the Man of Steel reference. Yes, I, I love the fact that um, uh, the comics that uh, that Young Grant is reading are comics that I remember reading when I when uh, during that year in which the story takes place. And they then what the the book that they had on air is a book that I have in my collection. So oh, really? I recognized it at once. Yes. So that that it wasn't just made up for this episode. That actually exists. No, it, it no, is no, it no. is part of it is part of John Byrne's run of Man of Steel and uh, and and again, of course, Kyle and I talked about this a lot on uh, our, the discussing who episode where we talked about Return of Doctor Mysterio. But but I thought that was a particularly brilliant choice for audience members like me of a certain age who who knew those comics because part of what John Byrne was especially interested in doing once he got to do the Superman comics was to deal with this question of how in the world could Lois Lane seriously not know that that's Superman? And he took that very seriously. Right. Yeah. Because they, yeah. it's, it's very interesting because that's so much of what return of Dr. Mysterio is about. And so, yeah, just lovely, lovely you know, shout out there. Well, I think it was because they got the copyright thing as well. Didn't they? I mean, showing an actual, not a mock-up as you said, but a, a real one, you there's always these copyright issues that yes. get in the way of things like that. We were wondering about that. Yeah, they somebody had to do a deal with the Time Warner, didn't they? they mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, Lee, I liked your comment that you said about uh, when they drew. You know, the fact that they focus <laughs> so much on the John Byrne artwork, not not withstanding the uh, drawing the glasses <laughs> on him yes, like the doctor exactly. did, but the fact that you showed that particular artwork. I wonder if Byrne did get any royalties or anything from having that featured. Yeah, I don't know if he gets a nickel for things like that, as they say, or or not, if it's all just the property of Time Warner. But, uh, but yeah. But, yeah, on the other podcast, I had said that, yeah, I, there was a cringe to me as a comics fan when, when the doctor actually drew on on the on Grant's comic book. I thought, oh, I don't care who you are. You don't draw on my comic book. <laughs> <laughs> Devalue. Back to Gallifrey, Time Lord. So, <laughs> I think the only confusion I had about that, and I think one or two others, was the the fact that when we see the the the, the man in bed and then he wakes up as a boy, 
uh, and then it homed in a little bit on the comic is whether we're actually going into real New York, are you know, like they do on Arrow or something. It's Central City, are some mm. other you know, metropolis, this is a metropolis or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's but, interesting. I think uh, Kyle, I think you had you had the same point. Was whether yeah. or not this is a dream that Grant? Yeah, that was my thought. Was did did the did this entire episode at the end not not thinking the dream crap heaven forbid but uh <laughs> you know um the, if this entire episode was something that grant had concocted in his mind that this was an alternate reality type that that jim had allowed him to create yeah i think there was i mean certainly jeff on our podcast he he, he was of that thought uh not on the podcast and the in the Facebook page, but no, I, I, um, it's difficult for me to talk about various bits. But there were some really standout bits. But my my son who was over for Christmas, uh, who 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 knows all the uh, Doctor Who stuff and he knows science fiction and he got he's got about four hundred feet of shelves of science fiction books, so he knows <laughs> all the stuff. But um, he was laughing. <laughs> what a weirdo. Yeah, every time when he was at university, every time he came home, I had to put another six foot shelves up in his room, um, and uh, not not for academic books. I'll assure you of that, Lee. Sorry about that, but uh, yeah, but, um, he he loved it. So a, a lot of my thoughts about this are coloured for the fact that I didn't actually enjoy it when I was watching it. Uh, I was a bit stony faced. But some was laughing. I thought dead he says, I thought uh, he was going to say he was a bit stoned. No, <laughs> stony face. I was stony faced. No, I was like, "Wow, Dave!" Because I'm saying oh. we're in fairy tale. Yo, man, fairy- this Doctor Who episode, something's not right. <laughs> Dude, fly, man. See what happens when 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 Ian is not around. See what <laughs> see what Dave gets into. Oh, that's right. Because Ian is such a calming influence. It's <laughs> really careful watching Doctor Who episode a bit stoned. <laughs> you do that very well, Lewis. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so uh, whatever I say about some of the great things, um, I, I actually didn't enjoy it on the day. And one of my concerns would be uh, is the fact that if a lot of people who are casual doctors had have had the same the same reaction as me. They may not have rewatched it, and, and obviously we're doing podcasts and things. I've rewatched it and doing clips and so I've watched it, and I've actually like it a lot. I think it's absolutely very clever writing. There's absolutely no doubt. Every little thing. I mean, like uh, you know, uh, the scene on the on the roof where. Um, you know, he pulls a glass of water out of his pocket. I think I'm, I'm, I think that's daft when I'm watching it. But then, of course, it all falls in nicely because um, uh, it, it gives the child uh, this little uh, star thing, which apparently is is uh, one of the few of these stones. I think the other one was the one that Sarah Jane had, uh, the stone she was going to, um, you know, the star she had on a necklace that she was that's going to right. use to destroy... Uh, that was oh. one of the other ones, the destructive ones. This was supposed to be more of an empathic one. Um, uh, and, of course, it, the doctor says to him uh, in a throwaway line, take that, and he's got a glass of water, so he takes it. I mean, any kid would do that, especially right. since the doctor's he's commented a- on his coughing and uh, mm-hmm. and things. Um, and says, I'm a doctor. doctor. Yes. Yeah, and I'm a doctor, yeah. the doctor, the one that all models on. So there were lots of really kind of... But I was 
when I was actually watching it through the first time, again, I'm thinking fair enough. Oh, it's not going to be another Christmas Day one. Um, you know, 400 years of Christmas or whatever it is. But uh, well, luckily, yeah. one of the things I will say, Christmas was only incidental. We, that first clip you play where he says Merry Christmas, yeah. really, that Christmas... And which I enjoy. I, I've been saying that for a while. Where you could have a Christmas story, but not be so overwhelming. Christmas, you know, or you know, you could mm-hmm. have a, a story that that encapsulates the Christmas spirit without having all the trimmings. You know, um, that's right. Well, you know, I just watched. Uh, yeah. No, no, go ahead. Well, I just watched uh, Runaway Bride again uh, the other day. Uh, I think is still my favorite. Which, it, which it, by it, the it, way. Is the ten, we just passed the ten, this Christmas the tw- was the tenth anniversary of Runaway Bride. Holy smokes! Oh, that's ten years. Yeah. No, not possible. Okay. Yeah, it was the anyway. two thousand six <laughs> Christmas special? Yeah. Good lord, we're old. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, watching that, I was I was struck again by the fact that in those Christmas specials in the the Russell T Davies era, that part of the agenda it seemed like was to was to subvert everything that is happy about Christmas. You know, so there are Christmas trees that kill and there are Santa mm-hmm. Clauses that kill and there are stars that kill and there, you know, mm-hmm. Christmas ornaments mm-hmm. that kill, you know. <laughs> on and on. Everything everything that we think of as a as happy. You know, I, I just was waiting for somebody to pull a cracker for it to blow up everybody in the house, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but so then in uh, but then by the time of Return of Doctor Mysterio, suddenly everything about Christmas is good, and uh, and I love that. And there's a boy who has a wish for Christmas, and his name is Grant. He gets his wish granted. Yes, yes. It's just wonderful. It, so, it was a great plot point as well, because the only way a, the Doctor could have got into a child's room is if right. they assumed he was Father Christmas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> ho ho ho, Grant. He says. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I guess did we did we talk about whether or not we like this or not? Because I completely loved it. This has been my favorite Christmas special in a long time. Well, I, I think there's a lot of things to like about it. I like the you know the homages that it was making to super. I mean, it, 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 it almost was a love story to uh, to Superman, like the movie. There was that that rooftop yeah, interview yeah. was right out of Superman the movie. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, very specifically, the '78 Superman movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're looking wet. I prefer mild mannered. You know exactly. Yes, the, the mild mannered reference. And yes, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and I hope this this hasn't uh, put you off. Fill in the blank. Yeah, that's yes, also that, from that, Superman. That was another so, reference. Yeah, too. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. You know. and they had the Daily Planet. Um, you know the uh, yes. You know of 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 the building. Yes, it looked like the the Daily Planet from that film. Yeah, the two creators are acknowledged, aren't they? They mentioned yes. Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. They did, yeah. And Kyle pointed out, I thought this is this is a good catch on his part too, uh, if you don't mind my saying. No, so, go for it. That she's named uh, Fletcher, which sounds like a a reference to the Fleischer brothers, who were the oh, first to bring wow. Doctor Who to bring yes. Superman to the screen. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, no, I didn't, Max I didn't and Dave. Yeah. Those dots. Yeah. And if she'd been called Fleischer, I think that would have been too on the nose. So she's called Fletcher, which I, I you know, I, I, that's got to be deliberate. Gotta mm-hmm. be. And, and the whole, you know, her name itself with her being Lucy Fletcher goes, mm-hmm. I know it's not Lois, but Lois has a sister named Lucy. Lucy right. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. They missed an opportunity to give her LL initials. like Yes. Else. <laughs> yeah. Alliteration. Yeah. Exactly. 
but uh, I mean, but still, yeah, it, I really appreciated all the yeah. uh, the shout outs to to Superman, uh, both on paper and on the screen. So, I mean, there was a lot of little subtle things. Uh, um, that, uh, I, again, calling back to the the, the superhero nature or the pulp fiction of it was uh you know there, there was a telephone telephone conversation and they did the split screens but they did it in the comic book style where there were more like panels than just yes. split screens and even the doctor was walking he was going outside of the panel like you our artists would sometimes do in comic books yeah. so they would draw outside they would like if someone's punching someone their fist may be going outside of the panel that it's drawn in and so there was like little touches there that were nice I loved that. I, I laughed out loud at that, which I think was the intent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then when the baby cries, there's a cut-in box with the baby in it, too. <laughs> that was just fantastic. And, and see, the thing that gets me is that for everything that, in my original watching, that Lee liked about it were the things that I didn't like. I didn't like it the a little bit too much tongue-in-cheek with the over you know overexposure on the comics and I love comic books uh but on second watching it goes back to what um Dave was saying on the second watching and the third watching it's my appreciation for the story has increased but in that yeah. first watching I kind of got bored with it yeah I thought it was a bit boring when I first watched it uh, and I don't know what it is I, I think I dismissed it as I say as a Another fairy tale. I suppose I was harking back to Leo referenced it before. You know, going to find Santa on the roof, and it was going. That was. I was so dreading that was the way it was going to go, that um, that that it lost my interest. But um, it really bears more and more. The more you watch this, the more you get out of it. It's absolutely very, very clever writing. I mean. Uh, 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 what was the, the? Oh, there were so many others. I mean, the, the scene. Uh, on the rooftop, where uh, where he was going to um, declare who he was, uh, the superhero to the <laughs> right. girl, and she she wouldn't look at him. It was distractions. It, it was yeah. never the right moment. If you would just look up, yeah. But yeah. Again, I thought that was uh, very similar to Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Wasn't that like in Superman Two, where Clark wanted so. to reveal who he was and kept on getting shy and putting his glasses back on? Or... It's in it's in the first film. Yeah. Oh, it was the yeah. first film. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I, I think my only complaint was that it just seemed, as much as I liked it, it just seemed a little bit all too familiar. It just seemed like everything. I mean, I, I can. I, I mean, not that I would change anything, but it just. I mean, because it was playing in so many homages, it just seemed like I've seen it all before. I mean, it's a charming story. It's a warm, charming, lovely story. But it just, it. I just felt like. I've seen it all before, and I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but it just, it, it mm. um, I don't know what they could have done to maybe changed it, but it just, it just seemed like I've, yeah, like first time watching it, like I've, like I felt like I've seen it already. I, I and you know, that's a, yeah, go ahead, John. Go. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I, I know from uh, the conversation, you know, we had Lee, you and Clarence both liked the mask that uh, the ghost w wore. For me, that was what in the second and third watching that gave me the feeling that it was a little bit cheesy. That mask just looked too fake to me. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know how he held it on his face. Is it Velcro? Yeah. Is it spirit yeah. gum? It just it seemed like he could take it off on and off very easily, but no one else was able mm-hmm. to rip it off. That, it does, that's it, actually one of his t- superpowers. It's not tied yeah. in the back. It's not a cow like yeah. Batman. I'm telekinetically, I'm using telekinesis to hold my mask in place. And you know, that that may even be a uh, a subtle shout out to, to the uh, one of my favorite uh, comic book um, characters is uh, Will Eisner's The Spirit. Whose, whose mask was always drawn um, as if it was a skin graft. Uh, it, 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 it had eyelids, and when his eyes would crinkle, the mask would crinkle too. <laughs> so it, it, it was just like a color that was on his face. You know? so, well, uh, well, what about the G on his badge? Because when I first thought, is, is it Gallifrey? <laughs> that, was, uh, right. that, that was one of the things that I was... Well, why why is it the ghost? Was that explained, or maybe it's a cut scene? I, I was just—I mean, not a criticism, but I'm just a little confused why he chose the name the ghost, oh. and his costume doesn't doesn't look ghost-like in any way. He's right, all black. he's not. A, yeah, he should be the. Yeah, he should look like the specter. Uh, isn't um, uh, boy? That's a great question. Is the ghost? Yeah, the doctor says something about ghosts, doesn't he? In the yeah. teaser, yeah, he does. Um. Yeah, but I can't remember now what the line is. said something when he was a child for him to have uh, had. But then again, you know what? If he if he read comic books, if you look at it from the mindset, if you grew up um, reading comics as as Grant did, you would have had an imagination where and I'm and I'm speaking probably for both Lee and myself here. I remember thinking up characters of you know comic adaptations of taking bits and pieces so the ghost could be nothing more than bits and pieces of all these different comic book characters that he read because we see they referred to spider-man we see the x-men we see superman so you know maybe the ghost is his version of putting bits and pieces of all those together now it's just mentioned at the beginning some i can't place the actual point the it doctor says the word ghost at some point. He does. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember what it is either. By the way, do we know uh, sort of the interior joke about calling uh, the fact that young Grant calls uh, the doctor Doctor Mysterio? Isn't that wasn't like there was a um, parody of Doctor Who? That's what the show's called in Mexico. Ah, oh, yeah, ah, and, yes. and always has been. And in fact, um, during the. Um, I, I got to see an episode of Dr. Mysterio one time I was, when I was in Mexico and loved seeing that come up on the titles. And I, I didn't see this, but but I've been told that um, uh, some t- I think John Pertwee's run is referred to as local Dr. Mysterio. <laughs> crazy? He's great, crazy Dr. Mystery, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, when, when I was in Mexico, I, I loved watching American TV shows. That was one of my favorite things ever. It's just, yeah. <clears throat> I'll never forget the uh, the actor who who, who dubs um, Mr. Spock, who dubs Leonard Nimoy in, uh, in all the Star Treks, is he has this tremendous basso voice. Uh, I always thought that was a funny match for him. No está lógico, Capitán. Anyway, yeah. But, yeah, Dr. Mysterio, yeah. Yeah, perhaps we should hear another clip to get us back on yes. into yeah. the story. That's right. We, we do that. We tend to go on and go on and then forget about the clips. Uh, one interesting <laughs> uh, thing that we, um, we've we not touched upon, which maybe says a lot, is the adversaries. We um, I 
didn't really think they had much to do in this movie. They didn't really pose much of a threat. And we've been talking for a good half hour here. Not one of us had mentioned any of the the, the threat or the adversaries in the story. We, we did this on the Discussing Who as well. Yeah, we, we're going to forget about these guys, these brains in a jar. Yeah. But uh, but it is a, it's a it's a serious threat and uh, and I love the fact that we're left with sort of the suspicion that one of these guys is now infiltrating unit and I have a feeling we'll we'll surely see that again they wouldn't just do that for and I'm going to ask the same question that I asked you Lee which is Harmony Shoal um, Lee and I mean excuse me um, Dave and uh, Lewis does that ring a bell to you? It reminded me of the the snake creature. What's what's his name? Lee, Le, um, um, Colonist uh, Snarl. Colonist yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, the, the the thing about that infiltration that you mentioned, um, it reminded me a little bit of a series called Prime Evil, um, where where they have uh, people in there that uh, take over uh, a couple of police. So. Um, Oh, that's not a spoiler, but uh, yeah. Uh, no, I think it was for the gross out factor. Well, it comes it's, actually it's from the husband of River Song when R- the River and uh, the doctor are sitting in the restaurant talking. There's something re- referenced oh, yeah. during that the shoal of winter harmony. Ah, uh, hmm. yeah. So that was a that was thrown out, but but it's it's one of the many ways in which the two Christmas specials, the only Doctor Who we've had for a year, they are. They're bookends. It's almost like one. Uh, yeah. It's almost like a two-hour. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dave, any any choice as far as the next clip? Um, since you prepared them, um, go. Should I do two or three or? Uh, you might have better jump into three. I would think since right. we're further along now. Who are you? Lucy Fletcher, reporter from the Daily Chronicle. Hang on. Why am I telling you the truth? Spooky, isn't it? Looking for a story. I think I just found one. Brains with minds of their own. No one will believe that. This is America. Who are you? Special Agent Dan Dangerous from Scotland Yard. Scotland. The Doctor, for short. See, they've got institutes all over the world. They're always in capital cities. No. Yes. Yes, they are. See? New York's not a capital city, is it? You don't need to point out the mistakes. That's not what you're for. Washington's got its own one, yeah. I would call security, but they might leave you alive. I do not want any awkward questions about the intruders I was forced to shoot for my own protection. Good plan. Here's another one. Go on. Tell them you shot us in the back in self-defense. We'll be laughing all the way to the slab. Face me. Maybe not. Face me now. What is that? It's not me. It sounds like... Like someone knocking at a window. We're on the 100th floor. Oh, my God, he's real. Who's real? The ghost. Who's the ghost? Masked vigilante, but he's... What? Super. Mind if I come in? Impressive. Those windows, like everything in this building, are built to withstand a blast equivalent to four nuclear explosions. Sorry about that. Would you like me to call a glacier? Hmm. Speaking of the adversaries. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, this is going James Bondland there. Yeah. <laughs> yep, still haven't seen him, Lee. <laughs> what a great line. Shall I call a glacier? 
<laughs> yeah, nice touch. <laughs> Have you noticed that the Nardal's sort of his job is to is to state the blindingly obvious, or or to he's the voice of the uh, the understated truth. And, oh, he seems nice. Yeah, I I you know yeah. I sort of like his character. It's uh, I, I really it's, enjoy that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he makes an interesting companion. And I'm going to predict by the end of next uh, season, season 10, that everyone was going to like Nordal. Yeah, I, I, I think I liked him more now than, than before. I just, he just seemed, I don't mm-hmm. know, he, he came off very differently this way. I, just, I don't know. I like him here. Well, uh, not that's key, that's but right. the, sorry, Lee. Uh, the only thing that I did like was the one where, uh, where the doctor had planned for him to actually come and bring the TARDIS and materialize around him, save him. And you see him in this sort of Chinese outfit or whatever. <laughs> uh, and, and you realize he's got lost for about 10 years. He's off being ruling uh, yes. where I rules, why uh, rule, was it? Severely but wisely or something. I can't. So he's <laughs> right. obviously taken him 10 years to, from when the doctor told him what to do to him actually get him there. Wow. Which gave him time to learn how to fly this machine and so on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so now they have a they have a relationship that they did not have before, and I, and I, I admired the writing in that that that's that was brought up to speed very quickly. Yeah. Is that now Nardole is the one who who can call the doctor out and say, yeah, you always change the subject when things get serious. Yeah, yeah, you know? I, I like them putting him in his place. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, we, uh, all of us who are fans of classic Who, we 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 kind of miss the crowded TARDIS. I think sometimes, yeah, yes, yeah <laughs> that we. Uh, and so it's yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of a callback, and I I really like that. And and I like the fact that there are going to be. I'm assuming no connection between Bill and and Nordal. I mean, I'm assuming that there's not. There may be, but we, we're we're all assuming there's not because when you had the ponds. The simple fact that I called them the pawns, yes. you know, yes, you had more than one person, but they were still Amy and Rory. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what you mean there. I mean, uh, we we have got the little teaser trailer at the end where you do see a scene where they're both in the TARDIS. But... No, no, no. No, what I'm meaning is with Amy and Rory, they were almost like one person. They were a, they were a pair. These right. two are going to be in the TARDIS, but they're not going to be like, for instance, yeah. Nordle could leave and, and Bill still be on there, or Bill could right. leave and Nordle, whereas if Amy and yeah. they're not tied to Rory was yeah. going with no, right, no. they're not tied, exactly. No, no it's going to be more like having Nissa and Tegan on the TARDIS. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's my guess, yeah. Correct. And, uh, and I would love to see that. Yeah, and speaking of throwbacks, I, I, was, I also thought going back to what we we're talking about when uh, when the Doctor first arrives and he sees that Superman comic book and, you know, he makes this enlightened um, discovery that both, you know, the, that Clark Kent and Superman are the one and the same and the, and young Grant says, yeah, everyone knows that. And it just calls back to how the Doctor is as, as incredible, intelligent as he is, he's still a fish out of water when it comes to culture here on Earth because, you know, obviously he's not... He, he's not here full time and um you know it goes back to um what was it the larger where i think they they did it they went yeah. too much the Didn't other make way sense, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
But it is the running joke of Doctor Who that actually I've enjoyed the most. I've always enjoyed the the, the fact that he he knows an awful lot about Earth culture, but not enough to really pass. Yeah, you know, and yeah. So, well, with Stephen Moffat, is the only thing Sherlock that I really enjoyed about the same that. thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he refers to everybody else as humans. Yeah, his history like does. Another so. callback for me, which was completely, un, I'm sure, was undeliberate, was when we see um, we're, we're, we're from the perspective up top of the building looking down on the street level, and we see an ambulance pull up, and it's that boxy ambulance, and I was expecting the master to be driving that ambulance. <laughs> it was that American box ambulance. Yeah. Wow, that, yeah. And I think that was the first, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's the first time we've seen one of those type of ambulance since the 1996 movie in Doctor. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the That's, same type of ambulance, that boxy type of ambulance. That, that how about uh, that? And, and probably, probably, I'm guessing the coincidence there, but yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. But there, there is a movie theater across from Louis, Lucy's apartment that had, and the marquee says "Mind of Evil." Does which it? Is a, yes. Oh, I yeah, checked that out. The movie playing across that. the street from her is "Mind of Evil." So, Speaking of the so they, if they were, if, yeah. So if they were doing things like that, then yeah, maybe that. That ambulance was deliberate. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, the master's fingerprints are all over this. Story. I mean, we say about the Doctor not knowing about popular culture, but he, he, he lets Pokemon Go's loose in that ship. <laughs> he knows about Pokemon Go, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Our discussing who Poco, uh, goes to. Clarence Brown said that was his favorite part of the whole series, the whole show. <laughs> he said he just busted a gut laughing, at that. which is a great way to distract people is to tell them there's all there's Pokemon's in the lobby. <laughs> well, I'm going to blame Ian for being distracted at that point, which was uh, Dave. I'll tell you this story, and you can pass it along to him. Which was when I was watching that, I heard the episode that you guys had on Cult Dome Collective doing the uh, seventh anniversary where Ian is talking about some woman who is playing Pokemon or Pokemon Go and she gets out of her car and leaves her car and goes and runs and goes and chases Pokemon. So I am hearing uh, Ian tell this story (laughs) as I'm sitting there on Christmas Day watching Doctor Who when he says, you know, the Pokemon thing. I'm hearing Ian instead telling that story. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of good things. I mean, um, uh, I think that Glenn, you said that they, they weren't really a threat. These, but I mean, I think um, they, they were a suitable, they were a suitable vehicle for uh, you know in, to get make that imperative that they, the doctor has to do something. He has to go and spy and so on. But um, like. Uh, you said, Lewis, that a lot of this seemed familiar to you from from comic books and Superman and so on. Uh, I, I thought there was a little bit of a vibe of the uh, the bells of Saint John, in, in as much as here were these people uh, being mind controlled in this tall tower, um, mm. taken over. But one of, one of the things that it took me about the third time to when I was watching it to realise it, it was another clever idea is. I thought it was really silly when I first watched it that they would open up the heads and pull out the gun. Yeah. I, I think was... this is stupid. <laughs> well, I, I, then... I thought so as well, I have to say. It's only yeah, a waste of but, space. But, yeah. but there is a logic behind it. If you are an alien race which is just a brain with eyes and you take over for a body, for locomotion, you take over 
a, another race and you put your brain inside their body, the only place you can carry your gun is inside your brain. It's a concealed weapon. Yeah, exactly. But if you remember, we've seen an alien like that before, going back to last year. That was how the uh, Hydroflex Diamond, or, or there was some, no, the money, the money that he was giving River for getting the diamond, he, mm-hmm. he took out of his head. The banking chip, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of the ways in which these, those two episodes are, the, the two specials are, are bookends, is the. But. Uh, yeah, I remember that my son, when we were watching these things, sometimes he would sit up straight and say, what's the intended audience for this? Because, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I do have these moments. I think, wow, this is what they do over there for Christmas for their kitties, I see. That's <laughs> that fellow, just his head just came open and he pulled a gun out of it. <laughs> wow, not going to have any nightmares about that, I suppose. But. <laughs> but it is great fun, and I and I, I did enjoy those guys. I think maybe this is uh, like the um, this is the Slovene done right. Um, that you, <laughs> you, 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 it's it's the low budget Slovene, rather I should say, is that you you can have um, uh, people who are not in suits or CG characters playing these people who are also somebody else. You know, where they just zip their head off and put somebody else in. So, yeah. Yeah, but I like the way you said uh, the Sladeen done right. Because <laughs> if I had to take A or B, I would take the, these people. So they, they they are genuinely frightening, and and I, I just sort of like the design idea of them having this diagonal scar across one eye, you know, across their face. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we 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 get to, we saw the little effect of him getting uh, his head out of adjustment for a second, and then kind of snapping it back into place. I, okay. <laughs> it's kind of fun. So, um, we we've been enjoying things like that on the show recently. I've noticed is like the the colony guy who's all snakes and so on. Mm-hmm. It's very much the same kind of effect. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, well, oh, and, and talking about uh, about people's body parts, um, uh, I, one of the reasons why I was eager to see this show is because we in the teasers we had seen Nardal with a, with a, a whole body again, and I wondered if this happened before the Husbands of River Song, or oh, what? Yeah. How he? No, no, how he, he, no. The doctor says I, I got you got you back together. Yeah, yeah. He, he popped his head back onto his body again, and. Uh, and Lewis, when you see class, you'll see that uh, apparently this is something the Twelfth Doctor has learned to do recently: mm-hmm. is uh, um, put folks back together again. So um, interesting. Uh, maybe long-term consequences for the the character now that we've established that the Doctor can um, put perform surgeries, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> he can actually perform surgeries. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, uh, surgeries that um, yeah seem to be beyond the bounds of what you would think is actually possible. But we, we should, uh, when when Lucy's sort of torturing the doctor for information, basically that little figure <laughs> is basically a disembodied head anyway. I mean, I was thinking that's true. Oh yes, just, yes. <laughs> I I love the Mister Huffle thing. I thought that was <laughs> that was a brilliant, brilliant piece of writing and acting. Uh, anybody else? What did you, what did you think about that? That. It worked, yeah. Yeah, it worked. I yeah. like the Mister Huffle at the end, where uh, he, she's asking, you know, him the question right at the end when they're at the uh, table, and she, you know, and then that's when uh, Nordle does his speech about her name is River Song, which, what to me, that was my favorite part of the episode. Mm. Very it was excellent, excellent. In fact, 
I mean, talk about the the, the tease at the end, which, which seems to show that uh, he will be staying with the doctor for a while. The doctor for a while. I thought he'd actually only been brought into this story to deliver that little moving message, because obviously it needs to be said. Um, and uh, I know you may be upset that uh, River Song's story's over, Kyle, but uh, that needed to be said. That little statement. But uh, mm-hmm. it appears it was more than that. Maybe Nortel was brought in, uh, uh, he was writing him, and then realised that um, he made good comic relief here and there and, um, <laughs> and and maybe to take less of the weight off Bill as a new companion coming in, uh, mm. you know, we're, you've got this sort of transitional character. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Very good sense. Yeah. And here's my thing on River Song. I create my own reality, and <laughs> until my reality changes, there's always hope that there shall be more river. I mean, just because we've seen her the beginning and end, there's still bits and middle parts that he could, she could make an entrance in. I mean, That's exactly. Exactly. time, time exactly. travel story, yeah. man. Well, yeah. I got out to that is Kyle doesn't take his library books back. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I hear you, Kyle. In my mind, uh, there's still Sarah Jane adventures going on. So, you know, you know, I have not watched the last. I think I've said this before. I I purposely. Well, the two things I have purposely not watched the last season of Sarah Jane adventures simply so that I know there's more Sarah Jane that I've not seen. And I've not watched the last Jeremy Brett uh, episode of Sherlock so that I can say (laughs) There's one more Jeremy Brett that I've not seen. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So, Dave, one one last clip. Yeah, I think the do number five. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think so. That's I think that's got the Nautil speech in it. Mm-hmm. Everything ends. That is always sad, but everything begins again too, and that's always happy. I'll look after everything else. No, don't. Hey, doctor. Keep it real. Her name was River Song. They were together for a while and they were very happy. And then she died a long time ago in a library. Are you sure he's going to be all right? <laughs> he's a doctor. He's very brave and he's very silly. And I think for a time he's going to be very sad. But I promise in the end he'll be all right. I'll make sure of it. Bye. explained who exactly is he doctor who doctor mysterio oh i love that i absolutely pass him a hanky pass him a hanky yes (laughs) oh i love that all right well shall we go around with tardis drones Give Kyle a moment to, you know, compose himself. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, me Kyle. too. 
Hmm. You know, it's funny. Uh, I've forgotten now what the scale is. <laughs> uh, one to five TARDIS groans. I, well, yeah. I, I mean, I really liked it. I, um, I won't say that I loved, loved it, um, I, but I didn't hate it. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I may have given it three and a half TARDIS groans, but for the generosity of the holidays and, you know, it is a holiday <laughs> episode. So, um, you know, I, I judge the Christmas specials on a different scale than I may have done, you know, uh, inline season episode. But, yeah, I'll give it four TARDIS groans, four out of five. Okay, I think I'm I'm I, I, I'm composed here at the moment. So I, I will say that after watching it again, even since the last time I've talked about it, I'm going to give it four as well. Um, for the things that I didn't like, you know, I, I'm going to judge this Christmas episode based on other Christmas episodes, and the answer to that, or the how I'm going to judge that, is going to say. Am I going to watch it again? Would I watch it again? Yes, I would watch it again. And for that speech we just listened to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a four as well. Hmm. Well, let me go next, if I may. Um, I find these really difficult, these Christmas ones. Um, uh, I mean, I think you're very generous, Lewis, to, uh, you know, rating them in a different calibration, as it were, to the standard ones. Uh but this definitely, if you can get past your first viewing and, and any um, uh, feelings that you have on the first viewing, I mean, and I must say that, I mean, I mean uh, like Darth, Darth Skeptical, he thought it was uh, freaking fantastic. Uh, but we had other people that thought, you know, didn't like it or they didn't like the references to Superman. They thought they were a little hackneyed and maybe they're so so used to them that they 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 didn't necessarily think people would still find them funny. Um but um yeah, I I, I was rather stony faced. I didn't particularly enjoy it. I was a little bit bored when I was watching it on Christmas Day. Uh because I needed to watch it again, I did watch it again, and it really is very, very clever writing. There's no doubt about it. Um, the the the, the link-up of these two episodes and the sort of way that, um, you know, even though, with again, with Stephen Moffat, you've had to wait a year to get the bookends, but at least they are two consecutive stories. Um, it is very good. The, the, the casting, whoever did the casting deserves uh, a fantastic credit uh, not well all the cast really um but um the young the young man oh one thing i didn't mention is that I, I love the scene at the high school where um i don't know whether it was uh, an analogy but when the boy uh, is sitting in his seat and he can't look at the girls and he starts floating when he looks at the girls. Uh, but I thought that was really funny. Uh, and he, the doctor, down, boy, down, boy. Uh, that was really great. Just read that um, how you will. How you will, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the, it was very, very well done. The acting, uh, the main characters were really good. So, um, But I, I don't think I'll probably watch it again going forward. I mean, I've watched it about four times now. I don't think I'll watch it again. Uh, but it will be one that I'll be less worried about revisiting. Uh, and by the way, the, 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 the um, what's the word? 
the 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 standard of production was unbelievably good. Um, uh, you know, I thought it was you know really high quality TV. Um, I only wish I knew whether they'd filmed it in 4K because it, uh, it was shown in the in theatre uh, presentations, uh, and I'm sure it would have looked uh, pretty good. I can't remember if it was shown in 3D, but um, it certainly was. Uh, yeah. A beautiful piece of work. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. In addition to um, Power of the Daleks, this was also a, a um, had a theatrical run, didn't it? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, I'd forgotten that too. Yeah. It seems to be um, the um, a a standard thing to to do now. I mean, they have a, like a limited theatrical, like one or two day showing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I make it what you will of it, but I, yeah. And I think there was a making of it as well. I think there was a, there was a full, there was another forty. I think Dar said there was another thirty or forty minute uh, documentary or whatever the making of. Yeah, I saw that. Well. That was like you know, in in the spirit of Doctor Who Confidential, it was um, <clears throat> you know, just sort of like the behind the scenes type of thing. And I think um, uh, the actress that plays Lucy Fletcher. Um, not, um, Charity Wakefield does uh, yeah. d- did the narration. Yeah. Uh, the BBC America showed bits and pieces of it, and uh, yeah, it made me want to see the rest of it. So your thoughts, Lee? Oh, I didn't give a rating, did I? Um, it, it vacillates. I vacillate between two and four. Well, I, I will agree with with you, Dave. The first time I watched it, I, I enjoyed it. The second on the second viewing, which happens many times, I'll enjoy something more on the second viewing. So, um, I, I don't know why that is, but I, I just like I said, I it, on one hand I did enjoy it, and but on the other hand, it just seemed like I've seen it all before, and um, so I, I I guess if there was anything, I wish there was a little bit more originality to it. Not to say that. I disliked it, but it just it, it it just had something. It left something wanting in me. Okay, Lee. I, I may be alone in, in how much I love this one. Uh, I well, go I, for I, it. I, don't don't let I, us I, first, don't right. let us don't <laughs> no. let us you know taint your enjoyment. <laughs> um, I mean, like I said, I th- there's lots of it that I like. I, I don't mean to disparage it in any way. Oh, not just... not at all, not at all. And I think you're exactly right too. That, that I feel like the Christmas specials sort of are, are they are their own animal because they are supposed mm-hmm. to be uh, for sh- for sheer fun. Um, and and yet I thought that this. While while providing you know uh, an hour of sheer fun, um, for me anyway, uh, I I also thought that that it managed to to touch on some very real and important things. And I, I like I was telling Kyle the other day, I I think in the end this is a this is a show about how dogged we are as human beings about wanting to believe in what we want to believe in. That Lucy literally can't see these that these two guys are obviously the same person because both of them are so important to her. And they have to be two people. To your point, where he yeah. said, "I, um, I, you know, at the end where he says I can't really change right now," and she says, "Oh, I'll do it for you," and he puts his glasses on. He, she yeah. prefers the real um, Grant as opposed to the ghost. You know, 
I, and I, I, I would love to know from other people if if there was any moment in this where they where the little tears came in their eyes, and it may have been in that her name is River Song speech. But for yes. me, it was that moment yes. where she put his glasses on him. That's what got. Yep. That for her, for her, a real superhero is a guy who will take care of the baby. Yeah, it's and that that well, got Clara, me. Clara, Clara, Clara was a nanny, remember? Yeah. That's right. right. But she chose reality so, over fantasy in the respect because here yeah. she had yet this idolized fantasy type of you know superhero and. And when she was actually interviewing him, she becomes to realize that she's talking more about Grant and defending Grant. And um, mm. I think that was a, mm -hmm. a transformation right there. Right. And how, how beautiful is that moment? And so, so, yeah, I, I have to agree with everything that's been said. But, but when, you, when you add them all, all up together, I come up with like a four and a half out of five, which is, you know, that's, that's amazing. But I just I've, I've now seen it three times and I loved it more every time. And I think it's because of those things that it actually hit all those marks so well. It is it is superficially very silly, but that's okay for Christmas. But it's also, I think, something very meaningful. And and I thought that was uh, that was remarkable that they was able to 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 walk those lines. Do you um, think it's changing direction as well? I mean, there's. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I mentioned. Before we started, I've been watching like four series of Arrow, uh, and then I'm, I'm watching Flash and Supergirl, and Arrow's seem very dark. And I, I read somewhere that Arrow's going to go. Oh, now it's the Green Arrow is going to go lighter. Did you hmm. get the sense that Doctor Who might be going a little bit lighter? Because we've had this twelfth Doctor doubting himself for a very long time. Am I a good man? Do we think we're over that? Hmm. I, I hope so. I, I kind of hope so. Well, maybe that's a transition to talking about the uh, the trailer for next season because uh, uh, what we saw there was um, I feared a lot of what Lewis has been talking about is that I was I was saying wow that's an exciting image which I've seen before wow there's another exciting image which is exactly like what I saw two years ago and on and on and on mm. uh, I'm still excited but um, um, we we didn't see anything to say wow never seen that before. Yeah, but think about it. What we did see was each and every single scene was chosen to make us sit there and speculate. Every everyone who does a Doctor Who podcast is, is <laughs> it, it was it was yeah. you know each scene is to say okay you know analyze this analyze this and we're not going to know what we're getting until episode one airs. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Doctor what? Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Mysterio, because who would have thought in the first episode last uh, series that right at the very beginning, here's Davros, you know, no buildup of Davros is returning. First episode, right, Davros. Right. Yeah, it's right out of the gate. Yeah. I am excited about Bill. I, I just I, and I, I can't really articulate why, but I just I really um I'm just um, very hopeful about uh about that character and uh, just based on what we've seen of her so far. Yeah. So I I think I enjoyed it more in the um teaser trailer than that that um mm. mini thing that we saw before <laughs> which didn't really give us too much insight. I think um we saw a little bit more in the trailer. 
Although you do got to love the question, you know, why don't they just, wouldn't it be more economical for them to just say, to just kill you instead of saying exterminate and then kill you? <laughs> we don't want them to be more economical. <laughs> yeah, but she was asking things that logically, I think people would ask. And that's what seemed fresh to it, uh, you know, seemed fresh about it to me was, you know, she's, it's, it's not the typical, let's go and look around the TARDIS and whatever. Let's say, where's the bathroom? Can I use the right. bathroom? Exactly. Yeah. I'm wondering if she, if that's going to be the bill joke is that she's going to be the one who finally asks the questions that we've always been asking. Like, well, why I are hope... they going around saying exterminate? What is the point of that? Yeah. Well, not annoying questions out. So she's not going to be always, you know, right at the moment when he's going to, you know, vanquish something. He said, uh, why are you doing that? What's that for? What are you doing? You know, the, like the annoying. Not Tegan, but yeah. Oh, I like Tegan. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but it's maybe it's time for another mouth on legs. So that would be, ah, right. be wonderful. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm so yeah, maybe, maybe we're here now. I'm, I'm wondering what everybody else thought about the, the, the trailer for next season. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Well, then again, you know, it's been so long since we had some new episodes, but yeah. Um, Same here. I'm, I'm, we I'm excited. We, got, we don't we have a date, a date. Yeah. No, it's still April. No. no. No set date. Holy smoke. Wow. April. But you know what? It's almost the end of January. That's April true. will be here before we know it. It's mm. true. Very, very true. Think about it. We're, we're, we're reviewing the Christmas episode <laughs> and it's already, you know, days away from being a month, you know, yeah. a month, a month away ago, not yeah. away. That's um, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but you're right. Yeah. It's the 20th and this was this premiered on the 25th. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, the 11th hour aired on the 3rd of April, 2010. Hmm. That's series ago. five. So, I mean, yeah, here we go. Wow. Hmm. I, well, here's a here's a question, uh, Dave, that I actually posed as a question I wanted to ask you, which was the appreciation index that uh, that is part of the ratings in the UK. Give us an idea of what the appreciation index is for anybody that might not know, because off the top of my head, when when we when Lee and, and Clarence and I were talking. I didn't know what the appreciation index was. Cause so could you yeah. fill us in? Yeah, that's not yeah, how we it, do things over here. The, in the, the broadcasting world, they have a, a, a set number of, um, uh, a, a cross section of the viewing public that have been chosen. I think they're about, they may only be literally 500, uh, maybe, like maybe, Nielsen five, families. maybe five, yeah. yeah, right. five, yeah. Five, in the U S was the Nielsen's. Yeah. And, um, it, it's gone. It's done from there. Obviously, not much information is given because they don't want they don't want uh, studios to sort of play to those strengths, as it were, and cook the box. Um, but it, <laughs> that's why the AI index is uh, done like that. But um, usually, um, anything over anything over eight eight is considered the benchmark for quality. Uh, that doesn't mean that if something gets 74, 75, it's not good. But once you get to the 80 mark, then you're getting into the, you know, uh, the cream of the, the production. So anything that gets uh, 81, 82, 83, 84, I think Doctor Who's gone as high, high as 86 or 7 um, um, 
Oh, no, uh, as much as 89, I think, looking back. What's that one? Asylum of the Daleks, 89. Um, hmm. That's about the highest, I think, looking back. Uh, no, 91, Stolen Earth, Journey's End, 91. Ah, okay. That was good. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. Um, uh, Doomsday, 89. Um uh, Parting of the Ways, 89. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so usually if he gets 81, 82, 83 before, uh, you know, that's sort of uh, gold, but not necessarily a gold star. Uh, I mean, last Christmas only got 82, which was uh, slightly underperforming. The Of the Series 9, um, the one with the lowest uh, rating was... Um, Sleep No More, which um, was a bit of a low point before it picked up for Face the Raven, of course, 84. But yes, that, that's um, that's how it's done. Uh, it, I think it's a fairly closely guarded secret, but it is it is the same group that is polled. Got you. Very interesting. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, so it, it does sound like uh, the Nielsen families over here or... Uh... Before that, it was the, the Crossley service. Yeah, so the same concept. That's, oh. uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap things up for tonight. Or, well, well if, when you listen to it, it, could be this morning, could be this afternoon. <laughs> that's right. It could be the year 3017, for all we know. It, oh, it's good to hear that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so I want to thank you all for being a part of the show. And uh, as always, you can enjoy more of Kyle and Leave on discussing who, which um, anything that you guys want to um, let our listeners know about the latest episode. Let's see uh, the latest episode. And I think this will tie into uh, what else uh that Lee is working on. I had the opportunity to interview a gentleman by the name of Lee Shackelford. <laughs> and we talked about Lee's new project called the Relativity Podcast. And uh, so, Lee, what else are you working on? <laughs> nice. Uh, it's, probably, it's probably the Relativity Podcast. It's all <laughs> yeah. relative. It is all relative, yeah. And that's really the only point, but. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. For those, I do encourage folks to, yeah. For those not in the know, that's uh, like a radio drama podcast, isn't it? Correct, yes. Looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, and I just launched it. So episode one is out there, and I guess I'll put episode two up there like in the next day or so. So, yeah. And but, where, uh, can, yeah. When, where can people find this? You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on our website at relativitypodcast.com. Did that sound and, practiced? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you can find Discussing Who at DiscussingWho.com. Yeah, and that beautiful website that Clarence Brown has put together for us. God bless him. Mm. So, nice. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, we, we did it. We recorded an episode about class, and now we're trying to figure out what to do about it because we yeah. realize that most of our listeners haven't seen it. So, And do we have any indication of BBC America's plans? Because it seems like once it goes to BBC America, then it goes everywhere else. But uh, yeah. It, it's oh. supposed to be spring 2017. All right. Wow. Well, maybe yeah. it might coincide with the new Doctor Who series. That's what I'm thinking. I guess so, yeah. Huh. Well, let's hope. 
And how many episodes yeah. were there of class in, in the season, in the series? Eight. Eight? Okay. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Siri, I didn't ask for you. Go back to sleep. Here are some TV shows. Sensei, eight plus eight. And eight is enough. Do you want me to read you the rest? Eight is enough. Hey, Siri. Oh, where can I watch class? A class could be anything. I don't see any theaters nearby. If you like, I can search the web for where can I watch class? <laughs> Never mind, Siri. That's still pretty smart. It's still pretty smart. <laughs> um, sorry, but I, I did mute the phone, but <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I must have said something that sounded like the, you know the trigger words, which I'm not going to say. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, not to be outdone, um, Dave and Ian has their they, they have a podcast as well. And uh, um, Dave, any uh, thoughts on that? What's what's going on with that? Yeah, we're we're just getting back into season two of A Better Call Saul, um, uh, and there's been some exciting news about that for series three. Uh, this is the Colton character- Collective, by the way. We're talking. Oh, about. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Colton Collective podcast, and um, we do it live. Uh, we're not back to weekly yet on uh, TalkShoe, call ID 54821, but um, we are getting back to uh, doing a few. We may be talking about uh, Rogue One. I'm going to actually see that tomorrow. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, wow. Um, Ooh, down on that. Yeah. yeah. Can I come? I've seen it already, but I want to see it again. <laughs> so um, that uh, we we also want to talk about class, but we're not sure whether they're going to wait until it's aired in America, which again I think is April when that airs. Um, so that's it. So we're we we're, we're getting back into our commentaries. Um, as I say, better call Saul. And um, I would have yeah. had his phone number. <laughs> what we've done? What there's um, a thousand hours now of cult and collective wow. stuff. So oh, that's just one episode. <laughs> so, no, 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 that was tonight. It does go on a bit. Yeah. That was tonight. That was tonight. Um, you know. It- <laughs> and um, go on. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, it just struck me as funny that I just realized that he, uh, Ian uh, uh, couldn't be with us tonight because he's uh, he's taking care of his uh, his young one, which is uh, which ties into uh, Return of Doctor Mysterio rather nicely. Yes. So uh, and he's just well, like a ghost in this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so good on See, Ian, you were still the hero of this story. Mm. Yeah. Well. Um, we're all looking forward to all those podcasts and more, and we'll be back with more Doctor Who Podshock. Hopefully, not as long as a wait from our last episode. And um, and and those that are um, supporting subscribers, I want to thank you. And we right now that service is um, probably going to be transitioning because the 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 the, um, the service that we used for the the payments of that is just. Um, I think we're going to be moving to another. Uh, way to support the podcast so keep your ears and eyes out for the more information mm-hmm. upcoming for that um some exciting stuff i hope so but oh, oh he's passing the hats around get out of here lads quick <laughs> no 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 it's good stuff it's good stuff it's yeah. uh, it's okay. it's all voluntary um stuff but it really helps us to continue doing this show so I like it uh, until next time Thank you all, and maybe we'll be back with. Uh, we have to decide what we're going to be doing next. If it's going to be um, Power of the Daleks or um, Dominators or something else, but uh, we'll be back with more Doctor Who. 
Until then. Dominators. Dominators. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously that's dominating the conversation from... from, from, from <laughs> well done. Very well done. We are your servants. Servants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. And Mild mallet. That's me. Mild mallet. That's looking a little wet. <laughs> Prefer mild mallet. <laughs> you have been listening to Doctor Who Podshock, presented by the fan-run Gallifreyanembassy.org. Doctor Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Doctor Who Podshock is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Doctor Who Podshock theme music by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com. This has been a production of Art Trap Productions and presented to you by the Gallifrey Embassy and has been made possible by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. Visit ArtTrap.com for more on this and other podcasts. I thought it was medicine. What? It looks like medicine. What have you done with it? Well, he gave me medicine and a glass of water, and he said you were a doctor. I thought it was for my cough. Oh, you swallowed it. You can't go around swallowing things. What age are you, 36? Eight. Am I going to get sick? No, 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 no. Quite the opposite. The opposite? What's the opposite? What happened? Nothing. What's wrong with me? Well, I've got a cough and a slight case of levitation. Stay calm. What happens if I don't stay calm? Don't, don't panic! What happens if I panic?